right now, ask yourself, how many games do you currently have that are halfway finished that you tell yourself, yeah, I'll get back to that, knowing fully well you won't, or even worse, games that you'd love to play but have been gathering dust because you literally don't have the time to play them at all? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Hey, fellas, it's your friendly neighborhood circle guy, and today I want to jump into what I believe to be a massive contributor to the problem I just mentioned and spout my gaming opinions that absolutely nobody asked for. Charles, bring me my soapbox. I don't think it is necessarily a good thing for every game to try to have hundreds of hours of gameplay! Huh, okay, let me explain! Lately, I've seen this shift in mainstream gaming, this Hail Mary attempt at a forever game, something with endless content, something you could play infinitely. And I'm not talking about games that can technically be played as long as you want, I'm specifically talking about games with an overabundance of scripted, achievable things. Quests, missions, moments, you know, that juicy content. Games like MMOs and certain RPGs aren't really new to this grind. I need you to slay 1,000 spiders for no reason whatsoever other than to increase playtime. Ooh, this is exciting! This does this come with a vest and a name tag? Because I wasn't aware I just clocked in my new place of fucking employment! Now, video game grinding has existed since the birth of at-home game consoles. Older games would increase the difficulty or remove checkpoints as a way to keep the player playing, mostly due to hardware limitations. When your cartridge housed a few megabytes of storage, sometimes kilobytes, it was up to the developer on how to keep you tethered while simultaneously making sure you didn't blaze through the game. It was clever, often bullshit, but an understandable practice. This isn't necessarily what I'm getting at here. Here, but it's the foundation of this fabricated playtime that I want to jump into. It matters knowing this, but being able to differentiate this somewhat necessary archaic version and the new abomination we'd later receive. But sure, I get it. We want our games to last a while. We never want fun experiences to end. And on top of that, we also want some bang for our buck. Nothing feels worse than being hyped for a game for months just to have it last a few hours. But I got some issues with how every single goddamn game is expected to last forever now. Live service games, games drip feeding their players with season after season of updates, reuse content, weird time-consuming systems where they don't need to be, crafting, and literally fucking everything it seems! Quit it with the fucking crafting! God! And this isn't even the end of it. Even before updates and additional content post-launch, every game is expected to also release with enough content to keep you busy until you're fucking dead. Some of you may think, well, isn't it good to strive for more rather than to settle for less? And that would be the case if it weren't for the glaring fact that this current time-sucking content hellscape is lowering the quality of games across the board consistently. Not only do so many games try to promise this unobtainable content paradise, but nearly all of them fail when they do. Content gets rushed, recycled, or even cut and resold later on at an additional cost. A finished game filled with a ton of content and post-launch content on the way being developed during a spike in crunch culture is the single worst recipe an evil witch could brew up in her comically large evil cauldron. <laughs> what are we making, master? <laughs> Infinite Radiant Quest! So what exactly is content? Nowadays, games want to be a buffet of content, where not really much of it is that great, but oh wow, holy shit, there's so much here. They even got that weird-ass dumpling with old meat in it. Sometimes they'll even add to it and drip-feed paid content like battle passes, and other times they'll have seasonal events meant to weaponize FOMO. I know this argument has been made about DLC and pre-order expansion passes and stuff, but I think the real issue here has been brushed under the rug, and that's the fact that more games today are attempting to 
steal your attention forever, and almost no game can do that through quality. Far Cry 6, Dying Light 2, Ghostwire Tokyo, Horizon Forbidden West, Watch Dog Legion, Days Gone, Outriders, Biomutant, Gotham Knights, basically every single Assassin's Creed game ever made, and especially Death Stranding. You know what all of these games have in common? The fact that if you removed half of the content, you'd only be improving the final product. If your game supposedly has a wealth of amazing things, I want to see them! Why would you hide them behind walls of garbage filler? And of course I don't expect every game to blow my mind every 10 milliseconds like a toddler with short-term memory loss. That's not the issue. And dude, I understand online multiplayer and single-player games have vastly different expectations and common features, but I'm conflating the two mostly because this issue is prevalent in both. What I'm getting at is... One day I will be dead. One day I will be cuddled up with the worms and moles of the world, but before that inevitable day comes, I will be enjoying video games as much as I can. And when I have to balance my work, social life, sleep, and other stuff with video games, that leaves me with an extremely small sliver of time for those games. And when I expand that inner sliver, you're gonna see I don't have a lot of time to fuck around doing nothing in them! And that's coming from a dude where video games is a portion of my job. This is even worse for everyone else. There is so much fluff, filling, padding, and stuffing in modern video games, and the longer a game's average playtime gets, the more you're gonna find it. Waiting to make something, forced long travel, backtracking, randomly imposed roadblocks that only exist to increase game length. As a kid, these things are awesome because you have all the time in the world, but when I hop on a game now for two hours and get almost nothing done, I feel like a damn stooge. Nowadays, someone will recommend me a game like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's only about six hours long, but what did you just say? It's about six hours long. <laughs> you don't know how much I needed to hear that. What the hell is wrong with you? Because it's a gold that's actually attainable. Jumping back to that backlog of unfinished games I previously mentioned in the intro, really think back to those games. How often were you actually immersed or engaged in the gameplay? How often were you experiencing something new or innovative? Or did you maybe abandon the game due to its overabundance of slog and you never even got to the good advertised stuff whatsoever? You see, right there, that is the issue here. It's not expanding the playability, it's restricting it. As I get older, I realize games that have 10 hours of excellent content will almost always be better than games with 30 hours of excellent content and 70 hours of fucking padding. But look, it has 100 hours of content. Isn't that outstanding? Deathloop is a great example of a game with backtracking, but simultaneously staying fresh, short, interesting, and concise with its gameplay. Hopping on for an hour and finishing five extremely varied fun missions before putting down the controller feels a whole lot better than starting up a mission to listen to a dude talk for 48 minutes while I slowly follow him to a destination to retrieve something stupid and walk all the way back. And listen, I'm not saying RPGs or farming games that go on for billions of hours shouldn't exist. I mean, Christ, I love RPGs, obviously. They have their place just as much as short indie experiences do. But my problem is this massive middle blob of games that want to be anything and everything and succeed at nothing while simultaneously being just, I don't know, boring? It seems so many games don't know what they want to be anymore. Video game genres as a whole seem to be losing their identity. Ah, yes, my first-person shooter racing farming sim. This game should have RPG elements and base building. Thank God I added multiplayer. You're gonna want to pre-order for early access to the V12 eggplant shotgun. There's never enough time to do everything you want. The industry is curving in a way where it's becoming far more acceptable to release a game half-baked with the promise of fixing it or improving it later on than to delay or take your time crafting a polished work of art. Ah, back in the day, we didn't get updates, patches, and performance updates. Outside of the occasional international release changes, you had to make sure whatever was on that disc or cartridge was worthy of its price tag. And often it wasn't, in fairness. But this rush games out the door time crunching development hell world we live in was partially forged in the same crucible that invented 
the notion that every game must last forever. You know, it actually made me happy to hear when God of War Ragnarok got delayed. Most of the time, delays are positive. Waiting for a refined product will always be better than getting an underdeveloped mess quicker. Ugh, but gamers suck. Gamers are seriously my least favorite group of people, and I should know I'm sadly one of them. No matter what you try to do, they'll never be happy. Oh boy, which route developer release the game too soon and get shit on, or delay a game and still get shit on? The choice is yours, my friend! Speaking of crunch, while writing this video, me and my friends made the extremely poor decision of firing up Anthem. Remember that travesty? It's on Game Pass anyway, and we did this on the condition that we'd only check out the mainline content, none of the grindy, worthless crap. Because yeah, mech suits that fly around controlling the fucking weather is pretty badass. And you know what we learned? The art design is breathtaking. The sound design is superb. The game plays and feels amazing. Everything is snappy and crisp. Just flying around is enjoyable. But you know what isn't enjoyable? The fact that this game went through development hell trying to be a destiny killer by adding grindy unintuitive stupid systems that uproot you from the actual fun moments just to shove some UI disaster or worthless dialogue in your face. Anytime you're caught red-handed having fun, the game forces you to stop everything you're doing so you can go not have fun. <laughs> Thank god fellas, I forgot these games were supposed to make me miserable. What? These types of games hold the concept of end game content over your head as if you have to sift through the garbage to make it to the real game. But guess what, dipshit? I didn't make it to the endgame content because the base game fucking sucked! Anthem could have been an extremely fun 8 to 10 hour co-op action game, but we just couldn't have that because Bioware was apparently visited by three ghosts that night! The ghost of a worthless open world, the ghost of repetitive missions, and the ghost of tedious, stupid crafting! <sighs> What matters at the end of all of this is that we all need to unanimously push for... In the way this segment hopefully ties a bow around the point I'm making, the vision of every game also needs to find its little bow. <laughs> look at him go- oh, whoa, shit. I firmly believe aimless single-player checklist games are some of the worst games ever made. They don't respect your time, they don't strive for anything meaningful, they're a job with no pay and a boss that demands too much of you. These forever endlessly supported multiplayer games would always rather drag a carrot on a stick than actually make worthwhile gameplay features. There is a wealth of outstanding AAA and indie games that that don't fall into this massive, all-consuming category that I challenge you to seek out and enjoy. Here's an extremely varied list of games that properly appreciate your time, that you can utilize as medicine whenever you feel yourself falling into these traps. Now listen, I know this list is psychotic, unorganized, and truly deranged, but I think these games perfectly emphasize what I'm talking about. All of these games are super fun, and they're consistently fun and diversely engaging the whole time despite being extremely different from one another. And just as a wise man once said, if the game's not fun, why bother?